Hello, I'm Craig Constantine. Hi, y'all. I'm Bridget Cutchall. Hi, Bridget. It's a pleasure to get a chance to sit down and talk. A pleasure to meet you. We haven't spoken before. Um, I do a little discussion before this just so people can get a feel for how crazy, I mean, how Craig does <laughs> things. And I, I wanted to just say we started talking about, I, you know, I say podcasting and then people respond. And you started talking, you launched right into talking about stories and storytelling. And it sounds like you have a, a little twist on that about learning through storytelling. And I'm, I'm wondering when you talk about storytelling, what is it that you think it can do that's special? Uh, what I try to do is learn from other people's experiences. You know, everybody think thinks they have problems that no one else has experienced, which is not true. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we all have dealt with something similar. And I think that's why I like um, to listen to podcasts or I listen to like, like radio stations and to the more of the stories. I just like to learn from that and the other I've written a couple of books and some of them are sharing stories uh, of my experiences or people that have connected with me. And I just like the openness of it. Right. I mean, you can make it like a lot of fiction books, by the way, it really are based on some of it is based on experiences, but they're not, but they're trying to hide the actual mm -hmm. people if you think about it. And it's, that's kind of how I've always been that, person, I should say, I almost said kid, um, who was really into stories and making stuff up, right, in a situation. I don't know why I was that way, but I think because um, maybe it was the generation I grew up in, we had more free time. Yes. Amen. I'm, I'm, but, I'm Right. So we had to be free. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So at least I was trying to do it in a good way and not bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, if I asked your parents, would they agree or would they disagree? Right. My <laughs> parents were like, I, I I had an older brother, right? So, I mean, he's still around, but I was always trying to get his attention. Hmm. So I would write stories and he was into sports. So I would write a story about some football game, which I didn't give a crap about football, but I would write like a story for hmm. him about how the game went and I would tape it to his door. So that's just something I've always been interested in. And then I like to listen to other people. Have you thought about the, uh, this is, I'm, I'm a, people would say I'm a pretty good storyteller, but it's not something that I've tried to deploy intentionally. Like I haven't tried to write a book. I haven't right. tried to like, I'm not creating a podcast where I'm telling stories specifically, but I'm wondering if you've thought about the differences between storytelling in written format versus storytelling, like when you're podcasting. And I'm just wondering, like the people talk about voice, right? Like we have a, a voice that we speak with, and then you have the variation of Craig that tells stories, gets crazy and emphatic and waves and waving <laughs> my hands around a lot. Um, and then when I tried to write, I went, ah, that voice it's is different. not the same. It's so have you, have, you, have you struggled with changing from written to podcasting well, or back and forth or thoughts on that? I've been told my writing style is conversational. That's just kind of, that's the way I mm. write. And, but I am, my poor sons, they said I was a grammar Nazi growing up because, <laughs> because I've always just been so into how you were taught, how yeah. you know, grammar is. And so I try not to get 
so focused into that. And I think that's why people like podcasting too, because it flows. It's a convert. Most of the time it's a conversation that with the background is around right. the story. Right. Right. So it, for me, I was surprised, really surprised when people, when I first, I was afraid to do this, to talk on a podcast or be recorded. I, I don't know why, but people said they liked my voice and, but I needed that encouragement. Right. And that's probably why, yeah. I, yeah. but I don't, you feel you're not confident in certain areas and you're more confident in others. Whereas a lot of people, they feel they can hide behind the words in a book. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And I yeah. Know, be out of sight. Right. I know a woman who is a great uh, public speaker. She makes a lot of money, but she's terrified to write a book. Because huh. she, it's permanent, right? Where I'm the opposite. Oh. I was terrified <laughs> to like record my voice, you know, hmm. and be in front of people. I shouldn't say terrified, but every it just depends on your upbringing and your and your personality and what your um what you like to do. And so yeah, I what learned, you got comfortable with, right? Right, what you're comfortable with. And I thought that was I'm like I told her you need to write a book. She's like hmm. she's terrified because. It's permanent. That's her opinion. And I said, well, to me, video recording is just as permanent, you know, and your audio is just as permanent. And, but people feel like they're like the podcasting or that's why, I don't know, I shouldn't say radio stations, but they have a connection with you because they are, it's like you're there with them. And yeah, the audio medium. Audio, yeah, it's very. It just depends on your your preference, and that's why I'm kind of playing around with a little bit. I'd rather do, um, try out both. So it makes sense, and that's mm -hmm. kind of why some of my uh, audio recordings, I in the past I've written some in advance, but then you can't read it the way you wrote yes, it. It's tough. <laughs> uh, some people apparently can. Um, some people apparently can write for. Um, Come on, Craig. Words into sentences. Put some people <laughs> apparently can can do um, screenwriting. Jeez, yes. my dictionary lookup is slow. But people who write for the screen or who write for TV, they obviously have to be able to do it. So it's clearly a thing that can be done. But it's a, a very different muscle. I learned that last year, by the way, in 2020. Um, everybody was like, "What the heck do we do?" A lot of things were shut down, and my business that I have, I it is involves books, right? But that slowed down because my clients didn't know what they were going to do and it affected the supply chain. So I signed up for a online screenwriting class hmm. in, in Atlanta and it, um, uh, I was going to, well, my second book, it was recommended I write or have a film made out of that second book. And I'm like, I don't know squat about screenwriting. <laughs> I wouldn't know good screenwriting if it fell in my lap. Right. And so I signed up for this class. Uh, online and I met two other, I met them online and one of them recommended, uh, she has a back, her brother's in the film industry and, and Atlanta's growing for that. And she recommended we do a short film together to write it together. Yeah. And then what we did, we ended up shooting it with our iPhones, you know, sure, because we couldn't, we weren't allowed. It was then we were locked down here in Atlanta. Then eventually when they opened up the parks, we shot one of the films. We made the the at the park. That's how we met in person for the first time. But anyway, one of the ladies is an editor, video editor, excuse me, at Cox Media. So I helped write the script and outline, and um, the other ladies helped with you know what they were good at. Anyway, we submitted it, 
to the um, Screenwriting Guild you know, through Atlanta, and we were selected. We were absolutely shocked. We didn't know but, but what it was that was so honest about three women. You know, we, we made fictional characters, but I learned, but I think it helped that I have a conversational writing style. So, but still you got to set up the stage and it, and it helped, I should say stage, the scene. It right. helped that one of the ladies was an expert in video editing. So she could, you know, tweak things. And the first lady whose idea to even do this, her brother's in the film industry and gave her some tips, but her background is in music, right? So mm. we are so diverse and that's kind of why I like working on projects people you don't really we again it's a story we learned from me you know each other and i was absolutely shocked that we were selected and unfortunately the screening had to be in like a drive-in it couldn't right. be in the actual theater right. of course right for 2020 but that's a big deal to say i have that experience and that's something i never expected but i believe just practicing and talking on podcasts helped me a little bit too because even though we wrote it we had to be the characters too you know we couldn't you couldn't get actors we didn't have any money <laughs> right and who's going to take a chance Larry, look what we made go Those read this while ladies. i point the camera at you <laughs> right and we ended up having um it was a blast and we just made it we um called adaptations is what we called it because hmm. we had to i mean everybody had to adapt in certain certain you know, ways. And that's kind of how my, my podcast kind of veered towards that hmm. and how we all had oh, adapting in life it gives you resilience. And that's what I've learned. I try to share with people. And that's why I don't have a guest on all my podcast, you know, but yeah, different formats. Some host on like some. Right. And it's, and then um, I'm in the middle of finishing up my latest book. Right. People like want to, um, I just took my, when my knowledge for granted too, you know, you just, we all do that. And Bridget, you like, you understand books and how to make it and how to produce it. Cause I worked in every aspect, but I thought it was boring, you know, <laughs> but it's not, it came out, you know what I'm saying? But we should help other people. Um, that's my goal is to help other people get their message out there, their story. And it can be on through a book to help them get the book. I'm not publishing, but I'm helping them with the production aspect. That makes sense. Yeah. And then the podcasting is something I fell into that I really enjoyed. And it was after I created an audio book for my second book. Hmm. I'm like, I have this equipment, right? And so I, I should use it, right? Right, I I'm, should use it. I'm and wondering about if you take, um, so one of the things I'm always curious about is mastery level practice and like storytelling clearly, because one can work on that forever and you know you can go ever deeper and deeper. And I forget where I first encountered the idea of when you first begin learning something, it's, um, it looks simple. Like in, in the beginner's mind, it's like, oh, you just do this. Right. And, you know, and of course, then we all chuckle, right? Like, oh, podcasting, how could that be? Storytelling, how hard could that be? Making a book, how could right. you know? In the beginning, everything's simple. Oh, sure. And then somewhere along the way, assuming the thing you're learning is complex enough, then you begin to realize like, oh, it's rabbit holes everywhere. There's complexity everywhere. There's an infinite yes. number of choices. So you go from this simplicity to like a ridiculous complexity. And then at the top of, if you're imagining a pyramid at the bottom of all this simplicity, and then you move up to this complexity <laughs> layer. And then somewhere, I, I don't know if it was uh, Saint-Exupéry, uh, Anton de Saint-Exupéry, somebody wrote um, that the ultimate um, sophistication is simplicity. And you get to this idea at the top of like, 
it's an informed simplicity. Like you're aware of all the complexity and you've chosen certain details. Um, so that's, that it's hard to unpack all that audibly, but like that idea flashed into my head when you were talking about how you've used storytelling in these different mediums, podcasting, writing a book, doing a, a movie project. And I'm, I'm wondering, is there something that you're, that you want to do with storytelling that, that is like maybe different or in a, like a, that looks really simple, but it's actually informed simplicity. Yeah, that's kind of my um, my business is focuses just on books, but it is called Gemini Media. So I think because of the experience I'm learning and I'm, I'm meeting new great people, to offer that to other people. So it makes sense. And I believe mm -hmm. I agree with you. The simplicity. Some of the stuff people are saying I should do with my podcast, I don't care. I know it sounds terrible. <laughs> that would be a thing that I could do to make it more complicated. <laughs> right. I'm like, no, right? Otherwise, I won't do it. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then that's kind of why, like with a book, you can take, I guess because of marketing is just really, it's about getting people to trust you in, in, in stories. I think marketing is about stories. Right, and podcasting right. is a great method to use to get for business or your own brand. Is that the right word? Yeah. Same with the book. So you can use the content of a podcast into a book. Uh, I, I know some people who are taking some of their podcast conversations and created a book out of it, you know, different yeah. chapters, which is cool. Um, I've, um, you know, I'm not sure. Everyone's telling me I should have a transcript for all my podcasts. And I, I, just, I just haven't done that yet. Because why are that, you know, is that really true? Because as someone who Depends listens to podcasts, I'm not going to read it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And the like we were talking about before, the the voice is different, not just first person, third person, but the voice is different. So when you, because yes. one of the, I have too many different podcast shows, but one of my shows, I do long form conversations recorded in person with people. They can be like two hours long and we do full transcripts through a professional service that's not free through an AI software. And we right. spend significant costs on that. But then we do something with like, yes, the transcripts are searchable, but we also like extract things from that and write articles and use it as a, as a source. So I, I agree with you that, yeah, you don't want to just do transcripts just for fun. Um, I mean, it is handy for some people who, who may be uh, auditory impaired who right. want to consume, but it's like, yeah, but do I need that feature? Like, do I need all these bells and whistles or what do I actually need to convey your the audience? Of the story? Yeah. What does your audience want? And that's kind of why I think it's fine if, um, I do some clips too for my, for my podcast. Yeah. You for know, sharing just right. little clips. So I'll, if people like the content then they'll listen to the whole thing, but I think it's, it's just a combination of what does your, I should say reader, your readers or your listeners, what are they wanting, wanting out of this? And that's yeah. kind of why I do have some video clips, but I record mine on zoom and, but then I also have it, you know, um, distributed to multiple places, but I put it on a platform that does this distribution for me so that I don't have, to, there's only <laughs> spend right? all day pushing buttons and pulling levers. Right. And, and I mean, I have, I pay someone help me to do these clips, but I don't, my business focuses right now on books. Right. Mm. So I started doing the podcasting with the guests and most of my guests are authors. So kind of mm. like I try to make it weave together to make it, Makes sense. Yeah. And we do focus on 
you know, resilience kind of is, is what it is. Um, and, and adapting. And that's kind of why everybody's had to deal with something. And that's why I like to, to share stories. Again, we're going back to why it, I think we can learn from it. And like, yeah, and you can empath, empathize, is that the right word? Yeah. With them. And, and, and you're like, yeah, I'm not so bad. You know, when they, when they share these things, right? <laughs> right? You sir are messed up, right? No, I know what right. you mean. And I, I think that mean. it helps people become more confident to, to try new things. And I am one of those people that I've always been a risk. I think that's just my, my personality being a risk taker because mm. of the environment I grew up in as a military brat. My father, you know, mm. we were on our own a lot. I'm surprised my brother and I survived, but uh, <laughs> didn't burn things down yeah. but that's but then i think that's that's not, not bad either yeah. right you and mentioned helping people in your when you're talking to authors you mentioned helping people and i love that idea that um what i had always i had always thought about it in the context of podcasting like i'm well aware that when i reach out to a guest or when i do you know this bit of work or that bit of work to make it easier for them that, that you're offering that person a gift but i had never and, and like a story, if I give, well, physically, if I give the book, that's a gift. But I mean, the act of creating the story is a gift to the reader in like a superficial sense, but also like in a deep sense that their experience of reading it might actually transform them, even though it's yes. a piece of fiction. Um, and I'm wondering, have you found any, since you're clearly aware of that, have you found any challenges in trying to give gifts to the, the person on the interview with you in your podcast? Uh, not really. They, they, a lot of times I want to be on my podcast to promote their book. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. The press that's, junket. Right. That's, that's kind of what it is. And um, I don't have everybody on that reaches out to me, but the gift is that we're connecting, right? That's kind of what it is. And I do give them some clips. That's kind mm. of part of the, part of the thing. And they um, feel more confident that we have more, you know, we try to have, I try to find commonality with every guest. Hopefully that makes sense. And that's the gift. Make them make sure they um, feel good about themselves. And I do kind of jump into why they decided to write a book. And like you said, people think, oh, when you find out the backstory of something, majority mm -hmm. of my, if I do have guests, majority of them are, they're not fiction writers. Probably the majority are nonfiction writers. But we all have, you want to make it fun. Hopefully I'm answering your question properly. Yeah, no, I mean. But I think you, you people, my, my perspective is I've always looked at the positive side of something. That's just the way I am too. There's a lot of bad negative things out there. And I think if we focus on the negative too much, then you don't want to move forward, right? You get stuck. Absolutely. You have a, uh, what's that called? The word I think is salience. Like your brain, there are certain things that are really salient. Like your brain really notices snakes. <laughs> just, yes. That's like buried in the back of your head from being apes in tree. Like, whoops. And I always say I'm afraid of three kinds of snakes. Little snakes, big snakes, and any <laughs> stick that looks like a snake. Like those are the yeah, three snakes. any stick, right? Yeah. So, but if you go, if one goes around looking for negative things, guess what you see? Like you're going to start seeing negative things. You get that right. confirmation bias. So we have, I, what I was going to say, you have to acknowledge the bad. You have to acknowledge it. But at the yeah. same time, I try to look at the good in a situation. How, what can be, what good can come out of that? That's yeah. kind of how my focus has been. I don't know why I'm that way. And maybe because mm. I'm probably 
the biggest influence in my life was my stepfather. You know, that kind of, you don't realize that though, as you're growing up. Yeah, at the time. At the time, but you're like, wow, he is why we are the way we are. And um, it's just amazing, again, what we can learn from other people and being open and looking at, yes, there's pros and cons, but then acknowledge that and how can you move forward? And to me, looking at that little negative or it's, it's okay, you got to know it's there, but then how can I move forward? And that's a positive step. Expecting the good, by the way, is the name of my second book, Expecting the Good, because you've got, to, yeah. you've got to acknowledge it, but this is how we move forward. Hmm. And, and being that's, I used to be told sometimes, you're just too positive. I'm like, so? Um, <laughs> Here, have some negativity. Shut up. <laughs> right, just shut up. I'll be positive as much as I want to be. But I mean, that's just my personality. Yeah. And trust me, there, there are, I'm not positive 100% of the time, but I try to make people feel better about themselves. And that's kind of why I help if they want to do a book or if they want to be on the podcast. And then I'm going to, just so you know, I'm playing around with um, another film. And um, <laughs> episode two, right. I, 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 I think it, I, it was it was hard work, but I enjoyed it. You oh, that's the best kind, like exhausted for good, not exhausted for like terrible stuff. Um, and I, I really love the uh, like the underlying message that you have here about positive and, and working toward the positive. And um, uh, you want to do a really hard question? So like. One of the things I like about this show is most people are used to writing or podcasting so that I can like throw really hard questions at them. Um, if you had to boil down everything that you've learned in your entire life, all of your worldly wisdom uh, into a tweet in the old days when it was 140 characters, uh, what would that tweet be? I can boil down my knowledge. Mm. Um, that's a tough question. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> It kind of goes maybe what I was saying before, um, look for the good in a situation to help you move forward. That's kind of what it is. And I've, I've, I've been through a lot of bad stuff. I don't fucking cuss on here. Um, but uh, <laughs> I, I, you, you I'm totally a can. mom, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we're, we're cussers. No, um, but always try to look and, and, and try to encourage people by looking in the positive situation. We all have to deal with that stuff. Hopefully Great. that helped. Well, I, I say this all the time. I run out of adjectives. That was awesome. It was fun. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Thank you for taking the time. And yeah, have a, thanks so much. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Thank you so much, Craig.